millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you as always by Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com. If you've just realised that you need to file your tax return, when's the 31st? Or oh, is it Monday? By next Monday, then uh, give them a call. How are you? I am good. I need to turn the sound off on my computer so it doesn't keep Oh, and my phone. I'm very professional. Um, I'm good. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time, hi. Um, this week, I was joined by the amazing Esther from Dada Natural. She was recommended to me by my lovely friend Nicole, who recommends loads of people for my podcast because she's the best friend in the whole wide world. And this is honestly one of my favourite episodes ever, I think. We had such a laugh, and she's such an interesting person. She's lived a life, I'll, I'll put it like that. Um, and sadly, she discovered that she had cancer, and then she wanted to go on like a very healthy kick, and basically started her own organic skincare range. So this is her story about her life um, through partying a lot and having a lot of fun to then finding out things weren't that great and what it's led her to do but yeah it's a really nice chat and she has also recommended loads of people to for me to talk to which I'm very excited about as well so thank you very much Esther I will obviously post links so you can find her and buy her stuff but yeah enjoy and I'll see you in a bit work this is really funny because I do feel like I'm looking in a mirror. A bit. I, I know there's a bit of that. On, <laughs> there is a bit of that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, hello. <laughs> Have you just had your hair done? Uh, no, I bleached my own, so I did it. Oh, do you? Funnily enough, I was looking at it. I can give you some. I found this most amazing stuff. Um, I did it about oh. five weeks ago, but I looked in the mirror the other day and was like, I don't seem to have any roots. No, it's nuts, isn't it? Which I don't know if that's because it's cold, so my hair's growing a bit slower. Is it because of all the cancer stuff that means my hair grows slower? I don't know, but normally I've got roots by now. And um, sods, yeah, but sods law. The one time I cocked it up, so the front's all yellow and the back's all grey, and I want it to grow out quickly. And I'm like, hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah, sods law. <laughs> now I found this stuff called um, it's seaweed. It's it hasn't got any ammonia in it. And I literally, I can, I leave it on for three hours and my hair's fine. No breakage. My head doesn't my burn. Goodness. I'll hook you up. It's the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, do. That's amazing. Yeah. What, and it features it? Yeah. Friend of mine recommended it and I was like, that's not going to do it. You don't, uh, you, you don't understand. <laughs> and then I did it and it worked. Yeah, it's brilliant. Wow. Because I might, because my daughter, she's 10 and I've, she, she, I've let her bleach her hair. Um, Fair play. Because she's got, she's had it all cut off. She's, she, well, she's now she's growing it into like a mullet. But she's got her. But obviously, I don't bleach is awful for your hair. But that'd be good if it's more like a natural thing. It is. It is. I started going to um like an organic hairdressers. Um. Oh yeah. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Brixton, in London. Okay. Yeah. Where are you? South Woodford. Oh right. Oh okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Central line. Other end of the central line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now I started going to uh, organic hairdressers in town. Because um, I, I, 
I, I, yeah, I take it you don't know anything about my background at all. No. No, so um, I got... So, quickly, yeah. let's just say hi, Esther. Hi. <laughs> From Dada Natural. Yes, hello, that would be me. Yes. Hi. <laughs> hello, Amy. Mum and Mama, let's Carry do... Carry on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, no, so back in 2016, I got diagnosed with breast cancer, um, completely right. out of the blue. And so off the back of that... I um I cut out anything nasty. I tried to just really um especially when I was having chemo, I ate only organic food, um and just really tried to be quite staunch about it because um yeah. when I got diagnosed, my lump was quite big, my cancer was quite far advanced. Um, it was it was only it was like averagely aggressive, which my sister found oh. hilarious. She was like, for the first time in your life, you're average, and it was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll own that one. That would be lovely. Thanks. So yeah, I just I, I just sort of tried to find different things to support my system holistically. And off the back of that, yeah. a friend of mine who I met via a I think it was like a Facebook group I was on. Um, she suggested this, and she's got bright red hair. And I was like, as I said, yeah. She, I was like, this is never going to work. And I, I went to the hairdressers a few times, but um, his products are amazing. But I just, I, I couldn't be bothered to spend like five or six hours of my life sitting in a hairdresser's chair. Um, oh God, yeah, that's yeah. It's a commitment, a you know what I mean? Actually. I was sort of life's too yeah. short. <laughs> um, so, yeah. but yeah, I was always a bit nervous about doing it myself. And then obviously lockdown hit, and I was like, sods it, I'm committed to blonde. Yeah. So I just bought some online and did it, and I, yeah, it's great. Love it. And that's that. It looks wicked. Thank I'd you. I'd never have guessed it. it was a home job. I know. I'm quite pleased with it. <laughs> it's, uh... But then that is the bonus of having short hair because whatever happens, it doesn't take that long to go. Exactly. Well, it? unless you want it to, in which case, obviously, you get no roots well, after yeah. five weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> I am, I am, I'm, I'd quite like to shave it all off again. But uh, my partner keeps yes. looking quite pained at the thought because obviously. For him and for my family, me having a shaved head represents me being really ill. Yes, Whereas for yeah. me, that was one of the best bits about being ill. I was like, great, I'll just shave my head. It's cool and just get on with it. I walked around quite proudly like your Brinner for nine months. Just like yeah. put coconut oil on my head and just rocked it with a little trilby. And that was that. So oh, was it completely bald? I had not a hair on my body. And it's, it's wow. nuts when you have chemo. No one... No one warned you about this stuff. I knew that I was going to lose my hair. But what I yeah. didn't realise was that I lost every hair. Um, and so now I understand that cancer is basically rapidly dividing cells. And so when you have chemo, it kills off any rapidly dividing cells. But unfortunately, hair is also a rapidly dividing cell. So that's right. why you lose it. So I tried to yeah. really kind of um, reframe it. I know a lot of people got get quite distressed about losing their hair yeah, quite understandably yeah. so you know I'm not I'm not judging anyone but yeah, I think yeah. because of my style I suppose my background I just I just I didn't care about having a yeah. shaved head you know yeah. all about the earrings let's go loads of loads of black yeah. eyeliner we'll rock it and um yeah. so I just tried to remind myself that every time more hair fell out that it was actually the the chemo was working the treatment was doing its job yeah um and the process of it falling out was quite um, difficult. Getting in the shower and having huge lumps of hair coming out was upsetting. How long was your hair? Did you have short hair like you have now or was it long? Not quite so short. It was more sort of jaw length. I had okay. um, I had a really bad bob, actually. Everyone I know is in complete agreement that like losing my hair was a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. And it was funny. No one thought to mention it at the time. They were all like, oh, you look so much better. And it's like hello <laughs> could someone have told me this back in the day but I look back and it was like yeah still bleached and quite quite fried and a bit dry yeah. wasn't my best yeah. look <laughs> no <laughs> so As a friend of mine she, I used to do the podcast with her Harry she had cancer but she's she's got photos of her fr on her fridge of all different times in her life but she obviously went through a stage where she had really short hair and she, it looks banging and I'm like you know you should totally do that again but like, it, it holds too many memories. Yeah. Of, you know. Yeah. yeah which no. is completely understandable. I mean, I get that. My best friend also had cancer. It's been it's been quite an... It, it's been eventful the last few years, I think. Uh, and um, yeah. my partner's also just had cancer. He came out of hospital two days ago. Oh, God. I feel a oh little bit God. like... I feel a bit like the cancer fairy at the moment. It's a bit <laughs> oh much. God. But, however, 
he's okay, he will be okay. Um, I'm okay. Touch wood, yeah. I will be okay. Sadly, my best friend did not make it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. But it's like, you know, two out of three is not a bad average. Kind of wish it had been three out of three, obviously. Well, not kind yeah. of. Absolutely, I wish that. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm quite superstitious. So I'm a bit like, I've done the three. Everything comes in threes. I've done yeah. my three. Yeah. You know, touching wood again. <laughs> she said so clutching. Was, but um, yeah. How was it? So obviously you said you were complete. You didn't have a clue. How did you find, did you find a lump? Yeah. So she... I, I sort of, I was in that world anyway. She just had hers. And the reason I brought her up is because she looked absolutely sexy as fuck with a shaved head. And after her hair grew back, because her cancer went before it came back again. And I remember right, just desperately yeah. trying to persuade her to keep her hair shaved. Because she just yeah. pulled off this like really beautiful, ethereal Buddhist vibe. Um, I don't, I don't have that vibe even with the shaved head, like, I am not ethereal in any way, shape or form, but she really did, and that, I just, uh, yeah, that was always my lesson that I held dear, actually, but, um, yeah, no, I'd been on holiday, uh, rubbing sunbathing topless, doing my thing, rubbing in my cream, all the rest of it, nothing, yeah. came back, and then, like, literally a couple of weeks later, so it literally must have just popped up out of nowhere, um, even if it had been ticking away in the background, and I was in the shower, and I went to wash my armpit and I was like, whoa, and it was literally like the size of an egg. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. This, this massive lump on, on the side of my breast. And at the time I was like a 30 double F. So I had wow. quite an impressive rack going on. So the yeah. fact that I could feel this huge lump in my impressive rack was like, this is a bit concerning. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I went to the GP and I asked for a referral and we were all say we they kind of said it was probably a cyst and I was like yeah that would make sense and I know that that's runs in my family my sister's had that so um they referred me under the two-week rule um yes which thankfully at the time was still two weeks and I know you know it must be terrifying to be diagnosed at the minute I can't even begin to imagine well I don't even have to imagine so yeah but uh yeah so they when they when I went there they also said oh yeah it's probably a cyst we can either, I think they call it excise. And basically, they could either remove it there and then, or I could wait, go see the person who with the ultrasound and have a bit of anaesthetic. And I was like, put me down for the anaesthetic, please, because this, <laughs> this is huge. And it's kind of lucky that I did, because I don't know what would have happened otherwise. I'd have tried to get rid of it, and I think it would have just been a lot more traumatic. And yeah. when I went, when I went, I remember it really clearly, actually, because I'm quite... Um, I'm very hectic. Everything's always like rush, rush, rush. And um, when I got there, I had a meeting or something and they they were running quite behind. And I remember at the time going, I've really got to go. I'm so sorry. Like, can I come back another time and do this? And uh, the woman who'd who'd done the ultrasound was like, "Um, no, 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 we'll sort something out. Like super casual. She was really professional about it, but obviously she knew. And so they they rushed me back in. And I, I just remember being really naive and going, oh, that's very nice of you thank you like she was like oh well we understand that you've got you've got somewhere to be and I was like oh that's that's very sweet cheers but looking yeah. back it was like obviously they didn't just want me to leave the building yeah, yeah. with undiagnosed cancer when having clocked it on the ultrasound she knew immediately what it was even though it it yeah. hadn't been confirmed because obviously they can't tell you it's anything until they've got the the biopsy back so yeah that was that really and then then they came back and and I went with my partner and uh, he said he knew before I did because we walked in the room and there was a Macmillan nurse sitting there. And again, I just didn't really clock, you know, I just wasn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he, he, uh, he'd he been through this with his dad. So he said as soon as he saw the Macmillan nurse, he knew. And um, yeah. and that was that really. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a roller coaster. The fun did not stop. What can I say? <laughs> um, so they... They told me originally I was going to have something called a lumpectomy and uh, that meant they would have just removed the lump and yeah. then given me a bit of a nip and a tuck at the same time. So I was like, brilliant, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm nearly 40. You know, they could probably do with like removing back to where they started. So I was quite yeah. up for all of that. And then halfway through um, my treatment. Uh, so I don't know if you know what BRCA1 is. No. Stop me if I'm talking a lot, by the way. I don't know. No, 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 
face. Oh, this right. is what this uh, is about. So it's all yeah, so BRCA1, it's a gene mutation. You get BRCA1 and BRCA2, and the BRCA gene is what stops you getting breast cancer. Because right. what I didn't realise was that all of us, every day, we get cancer like 30, 40 times a day, all of us. Um, but our bodies have this incredible like filtration system that's like an early warning signal that shuts it back down and, and, and deals with it. Who knew? But the BRCA1 and 2 mutation means that it doesn't work properly right, in terms okay. specifically of breast and ovarian cancer. Yeah. And uh, it's quite prevalent in the Jewish community, and I'm Jewish. So right. um, initially they were like, oh, you've not got it, you've, you've not got BRCA. And my, and my sister, God, I love her for this, was a bit like, no, I'm not buying it. Hang on, I'm going to go away and do this huge family tree. Um, she came back and there was this, just this really clear line. Oh, I've got goosebumps. Really clear line on my dad's side of a, a link with either breast or ovarian cancer. And so he took that back to the oncologist and was like, hello. And he said, hmm, good point. Maybe we should test you. Um, and so they did. And it came back positive um, for a mutation, which meant that I yeah. was always throughout my life. I've been at approximately uh, 75 to 80 percent risk of breast cancer and about 45 wow. to 50 percent risk of ovarian cancer. Nuts, huh? Why don't they test everyone? How difficult is it to do the test? Nuts. Really not. It's a blood test. It's a Why blood test. Yeah, I know. And weirdly, this is where it gets even spookier, is I remember being on holiday about eight or nine years earlier with a friend of mine. We went on some girls' holiday to, like, Cos, I think it was. And I remember hanging out in the pool with this, like, super cool chick who had, like, a great taste in vintage bikinis, and it was like, oh, I like you. And we were chatting, and she was someone else who also had a great rack. I don't know if, like, Bracker and a great rack go hands in hands. And, um... I'll never forget, we were chatting and she said, oh, I'm having them removed because I've got a mutation that puts me at risk and so I'm going to have preventative surgery. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh, I should get tested for that. Parked it to the back of my head as you do yeah. and then eight years later, what do you know? Is that what Angelina Jolie had? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, <laughs> I, um, I don't know why. It's not very, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not very sisterhoodly of me. There's just something about her that gets up my nose. I don't know what it is. She does all the right things. She's amazing in so many ways. She's like such yeah. an incredibly powerful figure, but she just annoys me. Yeah. I don't know if she's just got a bad PR team. I don't know. I don't really spend that much time thinking about her. But yeah. um, at one point, they started calling it the Angelina Jolie gene. And I was like, yeah. drop me right out. <laughs> but then I had to think about it. And was like, do you know what, though? If it raises the profile and if people are able to understand it and are able to know what that is to then start talking about it, well then, yeah. you know, good on her for even having that conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but unfortunately, because I was positive, it meant it must have come from somewhere. Yeah. So my family had to get tested and it turned out that my dad was BRCA1 um, and and heartbreakingly so was my sister. Oh. Um Oh, I feel all emotional. Bit emotional. She's um, she had two. She had a one boy at the time. Also a great rack. I'm I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah. Um, she was like a G cup or something crazy. Jesus and, uh, Christ. I know. I know. It just must run in the family. Although I think there's a Frank Zappa song about Jewish girls with big boobs. I think it's also just like a thing. Um, so yeah, she had it, but of of course one of one of the things you do you can do or the or the recommended way of dealing with it is that you have your ovaries removed and you have a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy. So yeah. it's quite it, it's a big thing. Not everyone goes down that path, but given yeah. that she was watching her thirty nine year old sister go down the route of cancer, she was like, you know, just yeah. just do it. But obviously it it snowballs into this whole other event, you know, like I can't have children. She can't have any more children. Um, yeah. So she she sped up and had a, another wonderful little girl who is just incredible. So she's got two and then went ahead and did the surgery. Wow. So she had both yeah. done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I had mine done. Uh, so I had mine done like November 2016. Yeah. And I think she had hers done probably about a year later. So... 
the fallout from it is just immense. My dad yeah. just felt incredibly responsible. Um, oh, but he didn't know, did he? No, it's... completely. But I mean, it's, it's yeah. I suppose as a dad, you want to protect your kids from everything yeah, possible, yeah. and it was it it was just very nuanced. Oh, I know. Yeah. So um, my partner and I spoke talked about it at the time about did I want or did we want kids? But they said that if I did, I'd have to like do it immediately. I couldn't like freeze eggs and stuff, and that even if I did like Why? the treatment. It, I think that my eggs would have been really um, poor because of the chemo. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'd have been in a really poor state, so there was just they didn't think it would be very likely. Yeah. And that even if I did do it, I'd um, all the hormones out to inject me with, excuse me, would um, bring, put me at risk of having cancer. Yeah. It was just a mess. Yeah. It was just yeah, a yeah, mess. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, in all honesty, I'm... I'm kind of glad it. Not glad I didn't go through the process. I kind of am though. Actually, let me back that up. If by me doing all of that meant that my sister didn't have to have cancer, yeah, all good. Yeah. I, you know, all good. Like that. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got a lot of, um, got a lot of amends to make in my life, uh, from from having lived a very full and hedonistic life, shall we say? Hmm. We'll um, in a minute. Yeah, well, exactly. So in a way, a bit of me was like, how's always 80% likely. So all of you fuckwits coming at me with your passive aggression and telling me that, you know, maybe if I'd have lived my life a little healthier, I wouldn't be in this position. You can take your judgments and you can shove them, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. I'm... Yeah. I wouldn't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I really if don't. enjoyed yourself, that's the most I had a, I very much did. So, yeah, if it meant that, you know, that was my amends to her, yeah. Like, it is what it is. I'm quite philosophical about it. And actually, uh, I realised it wasn't the it wasn't it wasn't not having children that upset me. It was my choice being removed that upset me. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. Mm. And, and I the also, thing is, I mean, yeah. it's all right, high, hindsight, or whatever. But it's like you <clears> might not have been able to get pregnant. You might have had an absolute nightmare going through IVF. Like, you do, there's so many variables that could have happened. It, Completely. It's, he... it's shit. If if you if it's something you wanted and then you couldn't have it, that's really shit. But you never know what's gonna what's in the future. Completely. I know people that have had so much IVF and they've not got pregnant. I know people. It always seems to be the people that don't want to get pregnant get pregnant straight away. Yeah. There's so much, you know. I just think you gotta just try and concentrate on what you have now. And like you said with your sister, plus you've got a niece and a nephew. You've got all the fun oh. without the. Problems. No, no, completely. No, I can't stress enough. I don't want kids. I didn't want kids. <laughs> and it's taken me hindsight to realise that I didn't want kids. What I wanted yeah. was to want kids, if that makes sense. Yes, I it get was that, kind of yeah. This, like, societal yeah. pressure and, like, what makes you feminine and all that kind of stuff. Like, And actually, yeah, it's yeah. just nonsense. You yeah. know, it's just nonsense. And that was one of the really, like, incredible gifts that I got from cancer. I really hate that term. It was such a gift. <laughs> but I can't think of any other way to describe it. But I had no hair, I had no boobs, I had no ovaries, and I had never felt more womanly in my life. And it really just, it's innate, it's within, you yes. know, it's not any yeah. of the trappings yeah. that go with it. And it's like, that's what makes me so annoyed. I'm just going to flip subjects onto um, turfism, just gently, we don't have to go there. But, you know, with a lot of, a lot of the feminist movement that are insisting that trans women can't be women because they don't yeah. have wombs or because they can't bear children. And I just really want to just poke them all in the eye with a knitting needle yeah. because it's just, <laughs> I don't know your views. I don't know if I've just opened up a little rabbit's hole there. But... No, not at all. I've yeah. got a problem with anyone telling someone else what they can and cannot be. That's yeah. what I, I have a problem with. And I think the whole, oh, this is a, my brain doesn't work well enough for me to explain what I'm thinking sometimes, but I just think the whole idea of gender and all that shit, it's like, I just think people are people and you should be whatever you want to be if it makes you happy. Do you know what totally. I mean? Yeah. I, it's, just, it's not anyone else's business. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I do, you know? I, I do, yeah, I, I, yeah, very much so. And I agree, I, I, my brain doesn't always work well enough. And I think that's the other thing that they don't talk to us about is like menopause as women get older and how our brains work. And it's like, yeah, thanks. Cheers yeah. for that. So I kind of, 
I had menopause coupled with chemo brain all at the same time, and it was like, oh, yeah, of course, so you went, so you had your ovaries removed? Yeah. So you went through the menopause? Yeah. How's that been? <laughs> Buckle up, baby. I mean, I've been bonkers. I have been are, you taking the, are you taking the drugs? I can't. I can't. Oh, I took all the drugs, but these particular <laughs> drugs I can't take, which is really frustrating. Oh, Because, yeah, because the thing is, can uh, some cancers, they are... Um... Do you see how I sideswift the turf discussion? <laughs> Just can't be doing it, not on a Friday <laughs> yeah. afternoon. But, um... Yeah. The, yeah, you get different, all, all the cancers have got like different drivers and mine was hormone driven. And then you mark it out, you've got like eight different markers. Anyway, long story short, mine was like the maximum for all the hormones. So right. things like HRT just leave me at great risk of it coming back. And I have right. to take medication every day that blocks all my estrogen. So HRT would just be completely yeah. um, counterproductive. So what can you do? I ate a lot of ice cream. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was all right. My partner said I was not. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, I could be moody at the best of times. So, like, bless him, he's obviously put up with a fair amount. <laughs> but, I mean, wow. it's been four or five years. It's nearly five years ago now. Um, Are you feeling you know... better now? Oh, my God. Does it stop? Kind of. So, yeah. I have two things to share with you that I am practically yeah. evangelical about. Yeah. The first is magnesium. No one told me that the menopause brings insomnia. I, I raised it with my mum and she was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, cool, thanks, should have said. But yeah. well, not just my mum, but like society at large. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. conversations are starting to happen now about menopause, you know, like with the company I work at, they're starting to, to put policies in place. And this is all a great thing. You know, we need to normalise that conversation. But like five yeah. years ago, it felt much more like of a, pardon the pun but like a barren wasteland in that sense um and yeah so magnesium if i use magnesium every night i sleep um yeah. so that's a great stuff and the other thing is um have you ever heard of kefir yes amazing stuff so with with the menopause came a great deal of anxiety which i'd never had before i suddenly went from like not giving a monkeys about most things in life to yeah. um to not sleeping and just being incredibly anxious about everything. And it was hideous. Yeah. Like, hideous. Yeah, kefir. I started taking it about a year ago now. Because I thought, oh, probiotics will be healthy. Let me give it a go. Why not? Yeah. And after about six weeks, I was like, oh, my God, I feel incredible. And my anxiety had gone. And That's as long crazy. as I... It is. As long as I keep drinking kefir and, like, sort my gut health out, which does make sense... Yeah, um, yeah, it does. After that You're much chemo. Your stomach's to anxiety, isn't it? I've yes. I've got a book called, the, uh, it's about your stomach being the second brain. Yes. Yes. My, yes. I haven't read it. My yoga teacher <laughs> told me about it and I was like, oh, I love that. And I got it and I haven't bloody read it. Yeah. No, I used to seemed... make my own kefir. Yes. Nice. What, milk or water? I can't remember. It was when I went very hippie when I had my first daughter. <laughs> my friend is a naturopath. Mm. And she, I think she gave me some stuff to start it off, and I used to make it myself. Oh, nice. But um, this is 10 years ago, and my memory's awful. But then I did, I don't have it anymore. I, I just take normal probiotics at the moment. But I did, I did used to have it, and I quite like the taste of it. The milk this one, is though, it. I've not had the water one. No, so I make the water one. It's really easy. I can send you some grains if you want. I've got yes. them in the freezer. It's loads yeah, cheaper than do. taking probiotics. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, f I flavour mine with like. Uh, the first ferment I use a slice of lemon, and then the second ferment I use like a little bit of fresh ginger. So it's like almost like homemade ginger beer, but healthy oh, or fizzy. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I love a bit of that. And it makes me not mad. So perfect. That's amazing, isn't it? My <laughs> friend, I've had um, them on the podcast actually too. My friends talking about the menopause, and one was a metropolitan police officer. Mm -hmm. So she's quite a courageous woman. She can't drive at night now. And she can't drive on the motorway. And you wouldn't, if you met her, you would not have a clue of the stuff that she now yeah. can't do because of the menopause. Exactly it's that. It's crazy. Exactly that. It's nuts. I, I went from just, I mean, I am still quite loud and vivacious, but I, I was just crippled. Just yeah. crippled. 
and it, it made my head hurt it was exhausting because all I do was just like second guess myself constantly or yeah. given half an hour at which point I would have used to have dreamt of like beautiful and incredible places with which to visit I'd spend that half an hour just tearing strips off myself inside about how I should have done this differently and how I could have done that differently and overthinking oh. everything I it was yeah. hideous really hideous um so yeah I'm really relieved it's gone yeah, to be honest, God. yeah, bloody chemo and cancer and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was a bit much, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely improved. Like life's all yeah. right, life's all right. I think on reflection, I didn't want kids, as I said, so actually I dodged the yeah. bullet there. I mean, each to their own, but yes, for me, yeah. I dodged my own bullet because I think the thought of having a say two or three year old now and it's it's just not. Yeah. So I've just I'm very much committed to being the fabulous aunt and I and yeah. I will do that with every stylish bone yes. in my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, uh, my partner and I we we're making plans to move abroad. I just I want Ooh. I want off Plague Island. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Where do you wanna go? Uh thinking Croatia hopefully. Oh nice. Yeah, oh, I found why a place. Not? Yeah, I found a place when I open like a little guest house. Well, he, he's a wicked gardener, wants to grow some, you know, he grows veg at the moment in Brixton, but we'd like some more land to do that. I ride oh, motorbikes and make bread, that's what I want to do. Brilliant. Oh, that sounds I mean, perfect. I do that anyway, but I just like to do it more. And Why not? Uh, yeah, exactly. Life because the thing is, with kids, you are then tied to schools, unless you want to homeschool, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> but who was I talking to? My friend, I was a, um, a promoter that I work with, I was emailing her yesterday and she's like, oh, oh, you get like the auto reply, don't you? She's in Mexico for three months. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because she's going to be 40 soon and she didn't want to be here. And I'm like, I would love to just go to Mexico for three months, but I can't because my kids are in school. How old are they? Eight and ten. So, I mean, okay. I could, but then I'm going to have to be responsible for their education on top of having to work and on top of everything yeah, else. Yeah. And I just, and Good plus luck. they like, they're settled they are like they're happy in their lives that's that's a big upheaval i think if they were a lot younger mm. then yeah i think it's different they're that, that, wanna... it's that it's that medium age isn't it yeah i've got Just... a lot of friends that live on the road though that have got their kids with them and we're doing the whole homeschooling thing and you know yeah. can, I, mean, I think if you can do it yeah fucking good luck to you like if i was a different person i'd i i wouldn't mind doing that traveling around and doing whatever but i'm i after the, the lockdown homeschooling experience, I can say without, oh, that, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I used <laughs> to speak to my sister me. and she'd be like, is 11, is 11 too early for a glass of wine? I feel like it's not. <laughs> I'm fair enough. <laughs> I can't say I blame you at all. No. So what kind of music What you... kind of music are you into? Oh, well, the agency, I've been a DJ agent ever since I started working. Oh, have you? But okay. But I, but, well, I fell into it. I used to work for the Dream Team, Garage yeah, yeah. days. And then I got involved in Dubstep World. Okay. And that's kind of continued, but I don't... That's not really my cup of tea. I've, mm. I'm Garage Raver and R&B, but I listen to Six Music all day. I kind of like alternative. Same. I love Six. They I are the ones. Six music. Yes. Yeah. Hip I don't hop, mind a bit like of garage. That. I was always much more kind of drum and bass, just loads of fat jungle. I'm a happy camper, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I've, I come from a free party background. So there was just a lot of that going on, more so yes. than clubs. So there was just a lot of travelling yeah. and technivals and rigs and all that kind of thing. So, Were you involved in the raves? Uh, I didn't have a rig in that sense, but yeah, I was always floating around with one sound system or another. Yeah. Not not the not the um early raves, but uh, in terms of things like Bedlam and Spiral Tribe and all that lot, they're yes, all kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. mutual friends that have gone off and done stuff. But I never did anything like particular. Yeah, are you from Brixton? No, I'm from Northwest London. I'm from near Watford. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I ended up moving down here maybe uh, oh, eight years ago now. Okay. Yeah. So I was, um, I started travelling around probably about 16, 17, 18, 19, around there, kind of, my friends at that point all decided that I'd been kidnapped and run away to join the circus and just ended up with loads of rigs travelling all over like Europe and stuff and living in like India and Thailand and wow, all that kind really? of thing. Yeah, but then about, uh, 
must be 12, 13 years ago. Like what goes up must come down, as they say. And so yeah. I just, I had to have a, a real like long, hard look at my life and make some changes. So I came back to England and just, yeah, rebuilt it from the ground up. Where, do, where have you been, to, where have you lived? Uh, everywhere and nowhere, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because obviously a lot of friends were living in lorries and I just, I didn't quite get it together to drive, but I was always staying with one friend or another in various different lorries or you get on trains, planes and automobiles and wow. then just sleep under the lorry at the other end. Oh, and that's the thing, if you go into a technival, you know how it is, you're at a rave for a week, you're not going to sleep. So, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, it was just one of them. And then I ended up in Thailand, maybe, for about a year, hazy, about a year, maybe, and then in India for a couple of years. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, yeah, that's why there was quite a long queue of people that were like, oh, you know, maybe if you'd have made some different lifestyle choices, you wouldn't have cancer. And uh, no, I was able to say, no, no, I raved my little heart out and yeah. it wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. And I had a great time. So. so what did you do when you got back to England? Were you just on the biggest come down ever for... Oh no time. no! I went to rehab. I mean, oh, let's did. Oh, oh, I did. Let's have it right. <laughs> I am under no pretense that I was like, yeah, I did a juice detox. No no, I did the whole shebang. <laughs> How long were you in rehab for? Um, six months. Did a detox. Okay. Yeah, uh, at London's uh, very own City Roads, which was around. It's been closed down now, which is just a great shame. Has it? Yeah. Closed down a few years ago. And it's right. a shame because I think I'd probably be dead without them. And I know yeah. many people in the same position because not everyone's yeah. got it about them to... Because they were a rapid access detox, you could yeah. literally just call up a few times and within a few days you could be in. Whereas yeah. detox these days, because it's a field that I worked within, um, these days a lot of the time because of funding limitations, you, you have to put like six months worth of work in. Someone yeah. like me that couldn't sit down for more than five minutes or stay in the yeah. country more than two weeks like there was no way I was gonna do yeah. that yeah so yeah that was yeah so I did that and then um so I was 12 years clean in November well congratulations so, yeah thank you very much yeah it's doing all it's doing all right wow how was it being in rehab a relief yeah if I'm honest it was a relief yeah, yeah. so um they talk a lot about acceptance, you know, and I think there was a lot of people that were trying to fight it. But I think when I got there, I was just so done, so done that I was just kind of like, right, I'm ready to make some changes, whatever they might be. But yeah. I think I think in many ways, I'm. it's actually it's been it's been noticed by friends as well, which I take as a great compliment, if I'm honest. But because. Because I knew who I was to a degree when you yeah. get clean obviously you find out all the things about yourself that you've been running from yeah but because i had a life and i'd done some stuff i knew that i'd be able to get clean and do whatever i wanted and i would i was able to like own my strength in that yeah. whereas for some people they get clean and they, they, they they've never done anything and they, they haven't got any skills of any sort or any experience yeah. other than using and Wow, like, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I've got the utmost respect for those people because they really just have to take it back to basics. I mean, yeah. we all do, but I think I just had that innate belief that I knew I'd be all right. I was yeah. like the original bad penny. I always just rocked up okay with a, to yeah. with a story to tell, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I felt, I don't know, they're just different different journeys, aren't they? But, yeah, rehab, I was yeah. all right. I was so what, right. what led you then to join your company? Let's talk about the reason why I asked you to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why you were suggested. Yeah. Well, no, because the Meet the Maker thing was, um, I basically talked a, a bit about my journey and I talked about the cancer yeah. stuff and the BRCA and how it led me yeah, to where yeah. I am now. So um, basically when I, when I um, was having treatment, as I said, I cut out all nasties. And so I sort of slowly started... Um, I just like had a little look about how to make my own body butters and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I started making it, um, 
making a lot more of my own food and you know just really enjoying that process yeah um, and then had you ever done anything like that before not really all... yeah not really no but I'm quite crafty in that sense and like my sister ran her own cake business for years or the last few years um yeah. and my mum's always been an incredible cook so um my mum I remember my mum always if she wanted like some sort of decorative stuff doing in the house she'd try and do it herself and I've yeah. always come from that kind of mentality so I was like oh, I'll have a go why not see what happens and this is the thing. So with the treatment, I ended up with skin like velvet. It was incredible. But I realised really? it was also because of the changes I made. Yeah, it was not. It was yeah. not. My skin had never looked better um, or felt better. And it was because I cut all the crap out. So yeah. I thought, you know what, I'm on to something with that. I'm going to So what did it. you cut out? <laughs> everything. I mean, everything. So, um, like, and it was literally like an overnight thing. Because normally, I would imagine with most people, if you decide to go organic, it's like a gradual process. Yeah. But because I literally, I got diagnosed that night, said to my partner, like, oh, I better go to the health food shop. Didn't really know what else to do. I was like, just yeah. trying to clutch for some sort of control, I think, yeah. or just to make yeah. sense of it. So he said, I said, oh, I'm, I suppose I better go organic while I have my treatment. And he said, okay, I'll see you in a sec. So I went to the health food shop and bless him, he went, wandered over to Sainsbury's and he came back with two huge carrier bag fulls of like loads of organic food and then came uh, came home and he just switched the cupboards around and um so I cut out any kinds of like preservatives and additives and you know in all my beauty products I cut out any um like by nasties like parabens sulfates yeah. all of that kind of stuff just everything just in one fell swoop it was gone and wow. um yeah, so I was like, within two weeks, even though I'd started chemo, I'd never felt better in my whole life. Like, yeah. no lie. Yeah. No lie. I just, I felt incredible. And, Did you um, notice a big difference in the cost of your shopping? Oh my God. <laughs> I used to, I used to do like Lidl's £30 a week, I was good. Yeah. And it just, it went, it was, went through the roof. Lidl's do a yeah. lot more organic stuff now, actually, which is great. But um, at the time, yeah, that's one of the things that really does upset me. I mean, not in all countries, but in a lot of countries, you know, to buy food that's a better quality, you're 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 having to pay more. Yeah. And that's another reason I like Croatia. They all a load of they all grow their own veg and it's, yeah. It's a well, lot if you more. live in a hotter climate, you can grow a lot of your own stuff anyway. Yeah. Can't you? Yeah, there is that. No, the cost did did skyrocket. So these days, it's about trying to look at. You know, if I if I have, back then I was I was staunch, like literally the only. The only concession yeah. I made for the entire nine months was um, Hellman's. My sister even made my sister even made me beautiful organic mayo, but it just wasn't Hellman's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die with my Hellman's. It's good. Um, so yeah, no, now now you know now it's about eating organic where I can, not being quite so rigid with it because yeah. you've got to live, you know. Yeah. Um, try to buy like decent, decent organic meat, and then I'd yeah. rather cut out meat and eat it organic where I can. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. you know, I used to be quite a large meat eater, and it's better anyway these days. I think to be cutting it back out. I don't. Yes. I love the idea yeah. of plant based. I don't think I could live entirely like that. But to be able to I have think it's a all few... about balance. If you're eating good yeah. food, if you're having good quality meat uh, once, twice a week, or whatever, then. It yeah. tastes nicer as well, like, yeah, if you're able exactly. to afford, because obviously it is more costly, but, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I'd yeah, no, this is it, and, and it means it's, it's, it's been better, because it means I'm able to shop a bit more local, which is good. Um, yes. I suppose because I'm in Brixton, it's just one of those areas that I'm lucky, but we've got yeah. an organic bushes around the corner, not too far, which yeah. I think is one of the main reasons that my partner could get his head around it, because even though he yeah. did you know, he's he's old school. He's, he's he's quite a bit older than me, and he's just very like, want my meat, two veg, you leave me alone, you take your tofu and you shove it yeah. type thing. And uh, yeah, we found the pictures, and so that that's like his little zone. He, he yeah. goes to the pictures and he buys loads of meat, and he's quite happy. <laughs> oh, he's been home like two days, and obviously I'm still working full time. My mum and my sister were like, well, normally we'd get him a bunch of flowers. Oh, I managed to not let my cat out. That was quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, lady? Gonna leave her floating around. 
but uh, they were like, normally we'd buy flowers, but obviously he's not going to want flowers. What, what do you think he yeah. wants? I was like, I don't know what he wants, but I'd love a cleaner for just for the month while he's home, please. please. <laughs> so, they, yeah, we've, um, we've all pulled our funds. It's really weird. I've never had a cleaner before. It's really bizarre. You tidy up before they come. Could you feel bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know there's a bit of that. I'm just, I, I quite like doing it myself, but, but um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't mind cleaning. It's I just the time it, it takes. It's, yeah, exactly, it's quite cathartic. Well, this oh, is I it. Like it. He's off home. He's home. Excuse me for the next six weeks. Okay. So I'm home this week to look after him, but after that I'm back to work full time, and it was just a bit like, yeah. oh, the place is it's only a small flat. I just thought no actually and it's good for healing to have it all clean and tidy so yes, i'm just justifying yeah. it to myself <laughs> yeah no you, no you've got to justify it no so, no yeah, it's so, not to you but to me i'm like yeah, oh no, this is yeah it's just weird but um yeah it's cool so you I started like making the body butters and stuff did you really enjoy the process of it i like the process um it's not very difficult uh yeah but equally, I like the process of creating and making. I used to make my own lingerie for a bit. And I did a oh, course. Wow. Yeah, learned how to make like bras and knickers. I wanted to get into corsetry. But um, oh. so I'd been sort of looking for something to do as a sideline that was creative. Um, yeah. The bras and knickers less so. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't sit in the way that this did. I don't know. Yeah. It just you find your niche in life I suppose and I started doing it and I loved I've always loved smells and scents and so I've got loads of different essential oils and I get to like create all these beautiful fragrances and um I've always been really into design and drawing I was sort of learning tattoos quite badly for a while and uh just didn't stick with that um yeah. So creating the logo and just designing it all and doing the research. And obviously, because my sister had set up her own cake business, she was able to guide me, although she's, um, <laughs> she'll be the first to just... What was it? She said to me the other day something about business accounts. And I was like, what? And she went, yeah, anyway, I shouldn't probably grasp myself up on a podcast, but let's just say that I really need to get my house in order yeah. in terms of running my own business because I yeah. just didn't have a clue. And she was like, but, but, but. And I said, no, no. Oh, she'd be fine no she was like hello <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna sort that out but I just yeah I really enjoy it and then um a couple of years ago we went to a farmhouse with some friends they've got like this um beautiful old farmhouse in Wales that sleeps like 20 and then a load of um basically all of us from our rave days uh oh, wow. all went to this farmhouse uh and everyone's still friendly, some more than others, you know what I mean? I hadn't really seen anyone for ages because obviously I'd gone left field for a while yeah. while they all kind of carried on with their thing. And uh, some have got kids, some run their own businesses. It's a really healthy environment. And I thought, oh, I'll make some little body butters. So I took little jars up to take to everyone. And then I uh, didn't think anything of it. And then a few months later, I got a call from one of them. Um, shout out to Neris, thank you very much. Uh, who said, oh, can I buy some? Will you make some more? And I was like oh hadn't really thought about that uh, interesting and so I did and then she came back a couple of times and then it was the middle of lockdown yeah so January last year and I was just particularly broke my partner wasn't working I mean he was working from home doing what he could but you know it was financially stressful for most of yeah. us I think the pandemic yeah. was and uh had a whole online shopping habit with which to support, obviously, because there's nothing else to do. Um, so I put a shout out on social media and said, like, listen, if I was to um, make and sell some body butters, would anyone be interested? And I didn't really expect anything to come from it. And it just snowballed. And I had like 60 pre-orders. Wow. Yeah. So I was really straight wow. up about it. And I was like, people, you know, I'm going to just be honest. I'm going to need you to pay up front so I can get the materials. So actually, yeah. yeah, so Dada, I've not put a penny in of my own money in and I've kept it separate and it's just grown exponentially. That's and amazing. It, it is. It's been it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful and I'm feeling the love. And um, yeah. so I've had, uh, yeah, I had quite a lot of sales that first year. Although for tax purposes, there might be donations until I get my house in order. Um, <laughs> so I had many donations that first year. Uh, and then I found like a selling platform that I kind of wish I'd found a bit earlier because um, that it records the sales that you've had. And obviously it doesn't reflect 
how many, but it's not a bad thing. And um, so now I've got like four or five different products and I make hand creams and body butters and I do a special one that's scent free with oat oil for, for babies or people with sensitive skin and psoriasis, um, yeah. which is magical stuff. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love oh, it. Wow. it. Yeah, it's been a really interesting year, actually. I feel like it's actually helped me in my proper career, so to speak. Yeah. My cat knows she's under the bed somewhere. Um, because now I manage my own team. I work with Rough Sleepers in London. Okay. Um, and it, so that in itself is quite a pressurised, um, not environment so much as role, you take a lot yeah. of responsibility home with you and you know and trying to find um the way forward with people some of whom have been like really entrenched and out there for years it's it's difficult so this was just a really good way as well when I got home to just switch off yeah. and just allow my creative juices to be nurtured yeah yeah I love it that's amazing so do you do you work every night um, I work daytimes uh, well, I work with my body butters. Yeah. Uh, no, what I tend to do is, um, so I make small batches. Um, I yeah. do it sort of, depends how many have been sold. Like over, over December, for example, it went nuts. Like yeah. literally, um, <laughs> I was trying to interview for someone, um, for a, a colleague of mine. So we were doing this round of interviews. And afterwards, we turned the camera off so that we could, like, score everyone. And I'd be there like, sorry, sorry. And I was, like, wrapping body butters in the background. <laughs> it was just mental. It just, every time I thought I'd finished all my orders, like, loads more would come. And it was, it was brilliant. It was yeah, really good. But good. I couldn't sustain that all year round. I'd have yeah. to make a choice of which career was it I wanted. But actually, yeah. in a few years' time, when I'm running my own guest house and you know, living abroad, maybe that is something that I can look to do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. What, what, um, where can people find you? Where do you sell? Um, so I'm on Instagram, so dada.natural, um, yeah. or Etsy would be the one, yeah. really, but there's a link to it on my Instagram bio, but if not, it's uh, Dada Natural on Etsy, and uh, you'll see me there. It's like a little dark logo which is a whole other conversation. Shout out, uh, her name is Mandy Chilvers. She's an artist from the north of England who created the logo and oh, wow. her stuff is just beautiful. Where does the name come from? So Dada was my childhood nickname. Oh. Uh, my sister used to, could, she could never say Esther, she used to call me Dada. Um, <laughs> so she's the evil oh. genius that came up with the name. Yeah, but um, I, I've always had a lot of love for the Dada art movement. Uh they talked a lot about not really, um, they weren't fans of the capitalist movement in any way. And it was just much more about being artistic and irreverent and silly. And I love all that. I love yeah. it. I love that yeah. concept. So it just sat quite nicely with my ethos. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Oh, well it's done all right. for doing something nice in the world. Thank you very much. Right back at you. It's good when we've got <laughs> stuff for ourselves, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Definitely. Definitely. You know. It's all very well being like, you know, mum or worker or sister or daughter or whatever it is. But sometimes it's nice just to have that little something that's ours. Yeah. yeah. But then it's nice. You do a nice job as well, don't you? You help people. That's It's a nice thing to be able to help people, I think. It's nice. But, oh, my God, when you've been yelled at for an entire day, sometimes it can be a bit, you're a bit like, oh, really? Have yeah. you always worked kind of in that? World. Well, no, because like I, I kind of have a ground zero for life, really, because until I got clean, I wasn't really working. I would I'd be like transient jobs doing like production stuff um, yeah. or I'd be doing a lot of bar work or I'd be like buying and selling things um, from my travels, that kind of thing. It was only when I got clean that I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to start yeah. doing something properly. So I, I kind of gravitated towards this. Uh, yeah. I started off working in like substance misuse, which is quite a normal um, road to go down. I yeah. tried to avoid it. I only wanted to get my motorbike license, and I remember going to um, they like they like uh, they were like a, a educational organisation that gave out grants and saying like, "Oh, can I be? I want to be a courier. Will yeah. you help me with my license?" And he said, uh, "Only if you do something for me. I want you to go be a peer mentor." So I did, and it just all sort of started from there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I realised I didn't really want to do that. 
wasn't for me. No. So I kind of, yeah, ended up just gravitating more towards something that I found <clears throat> just I was more passionate about, really. Yeah. And uh, now I work within a framework called Housing First. Okay. It, uh, yeah, it's like a Swedish model. And as the name suggests, it's about uh, providing people with accommodation and then yeah. put back around an intensive support as opposed to the more traditional route, which is expecting really chaotic people to live communally in a hostel yeah. and somehow get their life together. And yeah. that's not yeah. going to be suitable for everyone. It's not very yeah. personal. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the balance. I feel quite yeah. balanced. It's good. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on to talk to me. And I will post links to everything, obviously. But good luck with it all. I will be buying some stuff. I like. A thank, bit you of thank you very much. Thank you very much. I the uh, kefir Oh well, yes. Uh, yes, I need to write that down because it, it helps my anxiety, not my memory quite so much. So uh, yes. yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but. Um, I think one one thing that I would say as well about the Dada that I love is that I've um I've always really been into wrapping presents and I really love the whole process of like wrapping something beautiful for someone to yeah. like a, feel pampered at the other end. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, it. I get that. Yeah, oh, it's all good. All right, love. Nice Thank one. Thank you very um, much. You're welcome. Uh yeah, give me a shout and I'll have a little listen to all your other stuff cuz I don't even know where to find you. Yeah, no, I will. I'll send you it all. Lovely. Cool. All right. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm actually in the front room with my daughter, Lola, at the moment, who's trying to find something to watch. And she just farted really loudly, so I don't know if you'll be able to hear that. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it in if you can. Um, I just wanted to... So, I get... Whenever I do a podcast, I ask my guests to record their vocal on another device, if they can. Because you can record the vocal on Zoom, but sometimes it doesn't sound that great. So... I did ask Esther to record her vocal, which she did do, but for some reason, towards the end of the podcast, there just was these really funny noises. I don't know if she was holding her phone, um, but yeah, it just it sounded really funny. So I had to cut the vocal out of the Zoom recording and put it in the place of the distorted vocal in the other recording. So that's why I kind of it, sometimes it sounded like she went into a fish tank. So I'm sorry about that. I did try and rectify it as best I could, but... I'm all a bit new to Logic, which is the program that I use to edit the podcast, and I didn't know which plugin would be best to kind of disguise. And it, uh, anyway, that's really boring. Epic Mum Chat. There's a new episode out, and this is about feeling lovable. So if you don't feel very lovable, watch this and find out how you can change that around. Um, we've got loads of other episodes out, so please give them a watch. That's the Epic Mum Chat on YouTube. Um, and yeah, I've got loads of other great episodes of the podcast. Please listen if you haven't already. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. 
stay safe, stay sane, big love to you all. Share, share me about, sharing is caring, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast because then you just get it automatically every week. Did you just fart again? God. Uh, and also subscribe to the YouTube channel for the Epicom chat because the more subscribers we have, we then get to name our own URL so we're not just like search for us on YouTube you can actually just type in the epic mum chat and it will come up so yeah anyway big up see you next week bye say bye Lola Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.